Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, May 20th, 2020. We are almost halfway through another week in the lockdown of quarantine. Really excited for the remainder of our guests this week. As always, I'm always excited about Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer is here every single Wednesday. We recorded yesterday, and I can promise you, uh, beware, <laughs> beware of some very heavy language. Uh, I will say he is pretty fired up about uh, the Democrats, we'll say. He, he has some very strong opinions about what's going on in a lot of the blue states. He comes in pretty strong, so uh, if that's not your cup of tea, then uh, thanks for playing. But but that's what Bill is bringing today for us. He's here every single Wednesday, the only weekly guest we have He's been on since uh, we started bringing on guests, really, but uh, he's ready to bring, to bring it with some very colorful language and uh, very strong opinions on the current coronavirus situation. So beware, you have been warned. Uh, I do want to say a few other things. Uh, we did some like spring cleaning, I guess you'd call it. We, we worked on our, we'll call it our studio here. It's actually our exercise room as well, but me and Valerie, my lovely girlfriend, we, we kind of cleared some space, we organized, we made this a lot more presentable room, so I'm really happy about that. Uh, it, it, uh, it's not a studio, but it is a studio, you know what I mean? So that's what we're doing. She's doing a podcast too on Wednesday afternoons, lets out at four o'clock every, every Wednesday. So check that out. I was a guest on last week, but she's putting forth a, another episode that'll be released later today uh, on the Lady Piper's podcast that, that she runs and she does a great job with that. So couldn't be prouder of her. Uh, there is one thing I want to let out there. I, I started among, uh, you know, the podcast, the Facebook page, the, the Instagram pages. I, I've been I've been working on my social media skills, if you will, just a little here and there. But one thing I started was a Rams fan page, basically, uh, just including that my friends on Facebook, really, and and any of my friends who are Rams fans. I think we, it's only like 10, 12 people or whatever. I know not many of my friends are Rams fans, but if you are, and maybe I don't know that you are one or not, you know, and you and you want to uh, join in on the, the fam, fan page I kind of created for my close friends so that we have a place to, to vent and to uh, talk about Rams football without annoying the rest of the world, let me know. I'd love to have you, and I'll send you out an invite. Um, I, I got to mention someone today. I saw the news yesterday um just really difficult situation Dave Encinas is a really good friend of mine he officiates high school football high school basketball I actually refereed my very first high school football game with him a freshman game he was the white hat and had some good pointers for me so I always remind him of that but I saw news that that Dave's son David Jr. Uh, passed away uh, had some complications with kidney cancer uh, went through some surgeries and, and you know things just didn't work out and unfortunately he passed away on May 15th so I was devastated by the news I haven't reached out to my, my buddy Dave yet to talk to him about the loss of his son but I know it's going to take some time to to, to uh, you know 
or the right time to, to reach out. And I, I just want to speak about, about him today. I know he's going through a lot, so I feel really bad for, for him. No one should ever lose a child, even if it's an adult child, you know. So uh, Dave Encinas, the Encinas family, we are with you. Um, I posted a GoFundMe page on my personal Facebook page. If anyone would like to contribute to the funeral arrangements, uh, David uh, David Jr., who passed away, he has three young kids, and one was just recently born, one more, one month old. So, um, you know, it's just a very tough thing to to talk about. But I want to I wanted to say it just in case uh, people wanted to um, contribute to the GoFundMe page that the Encinas family has set up. I posted it on my Facebook page, like I said, my personal page. I don't want to. Uh, put it out to the podcast page necessarily because it's you know it's not really related to that but my personal page I put it out there so check it out if you're interested and and just nothing but thoughts and prayers for the Encinas family uh, Dave you've been a wonderful friend to me uh, you've assigned me a lot of uh, you know junior high type games and stuff and just a lot of people know that you're just a great guy and uh, we'll talk soon but uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let it uh, I'll let things settle down a little bit and I'll, I'll let you guys I'll keep you guys posted too if there's any arrangements or uh, funeral things that um, that we, we can contribute in but the GoFundMe page is there in case everyone anyone wants to contribute um, we have on the program today Bill Barnes I mentioned we have Jacob Hauser tomorrow he is a sales manager and he is a uh, high school football official and then Gabe Perez is our guest on Friday owner of a CrossFit gym in North Pasadena so looking forward to those but today we're going to do our weekly tradition our, our Wednesday tradition that is and bring on Bill Barnes to discuss some uh, strong opinions regarding uh, you know the current situation what's going on so uh, if you've listened to him before it's more of what uh, he was how he is in the past but but for right now uh, let's bring him on and get things going here is Bill Barnes Okay, it's Wednesday, and that means one thing. It's time for Bill Barnes. And we have a special edition of the Weekly Wednesday Weigh-In today. We've had a lot of episodes with Bill Barnes in the past, but today is the first time Bill Barnes is setting foot in our studio here. We're doing uh, an interview in person for the first time. We both said, you know what, screw the quarantine. So Bill Barnes, he's here live in studio on a Tuesday night. Bill, welcome to the program. Welcome to the studio. It's a big thrill to be here. I feel like I'm in Capitol Records, <laughs> okay? I feel like, you know, this is big time now. I've got this big-ass microphone in front of me. Uh, I am in awe of the setup you have. <laughs> um, it's 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 spectacular. It's breathtaking. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I'm going to cut the bullshit here and just tell them the reason why I'm here today is because you <laughs> fucked up the recording from earlier today. It, it had so much bad audio uh, for whatever reason. So this is take two. Uh, I had to come here personally, um, you know, risk my life going out of my home into this pandemic-ridden society, driving to your home, coming up into your... your uh, uh, homemade studio here, which is just like I say, it's it's absolutely spectacular, and I'm glad you fucked it up earlier because I'm glad I'm here, and I think we should probably do this every, at least every other week. Yeah, you know where we can actually look at each other, know when you're going to say something, know when I'm going to say something, so I don't step on top of you, you don't step on top of me, and we do this 
in somewhat of a half-assed professional way. Absolutely. I mean, we're growing as a program. We're growing uh, as people, as individuals. So I am thrilled that you're here. I'm also a little glad the audio got screwed up, but I think it sounds better already. And and I should say we are joined by a third party uh, member of our interview today. It's me, Bill, and our good friend, John Daniels. So a a very uh, big uh, cheers to you, Bill, and thank you for being here. And we will do this a little more often in person. I think it's a better uh, interaction. Well, you know, hopefully our our, um, um, dictator in charge of this state, Mr. Gavin Newsom, who is holding us as political prisoners in the state of California now on day 60-something, uh, as long you know, when he finds it in his kind heart to let us out of our house and let us you know, roam freely like the Americans we are, we'll be able to do this more often. We'll be able to, you know, uh, be able to act like free Americans. But, of course, you know, being the free American that he is, he's in Montana right now enjoying a nice little vacation with his family, doing everything that he didn't want us to do, uh, unnecessary travel, uh, travel to other states. Uh, I'm sure he's in a quarantine there. Yeah, right. Uh, he's, you know, he's just a despicable human being. I despise him. I despise everybody that's that's in his party. I despise his aunt. I despise everyone in the state of California that is a Democrat. They're bad, bad people. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Bill, you know, you didn't feel that way. Uh, very long ago, you, you kind of had a different tune. Well, I was drinking the Kool-Aid like every other idiot in this in this uh, state. I was drinking his Kool-Aid thinking this was going to be some death virus that was going to hit. And we were all going to, if we didn't stay in our house, we were going to die. And I should have known better. Uh, I was completely fooled for for a couple of weeks. I will admit it. But you know what? It was a ploy by the Chinese and the Democrats to destroy us. Like Putin says, why should I invade the United States the Demo- and destroy the United States? The Democrats are doing it for me. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous what we're going through. One thing I do hope is that the people of the state of California see what kind of leaders we have. They're not leaders. They're idiots. <laughs> and they get voted out. I think this is the last straw. I mean... I mean, if you, if you, the people of the state of California, want to keep sitting on your ass and not get out there and vote these assholes out of office, then you know what? You can have it and you can live with them, okay? Because there's going to be more of a mass exodus out of this state than there already is. This state has become the laughing stock of not only the United States, but of the world because of the leadership of first Jerry Brown and now his illegitimate stepson, Mr. Gavin Newsom, who is a complete and utter moron. <laughs> Well, the state's been blue a long time, Bill, and you know I know there's been some recent changes and some elections and everything. I know you're hopeful. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that it'll, that it'll ever sw- switch over. I mean, there's obviously a lot of people that disagree with you here, and, and there's but there's a ton of people that do agree with you and, and are fed up. So, so who knows where this is going to go? I mean, I listened to the people of Orange County today at a board of supervisors meeting, and they were calling Gavin Newsom. Everything but a white man, okay? They had names for him that were it was outstanding. They had, they called him a tyrant, a dictator, uh, an ego mate. I mean, it was incredible, okay? You have awoken a giant in the people of Orange County who are, are most of the time laid back and they're sitting in their Newport Beach house fanning themselves and drinking iced tea and, you know, having their... Uh, 
lemon drop martinis at night. Well, guess what? You've pissed them off. <laughs> and that's where the money is. That's where they're going to find a Republican candidate that, that, that will go in 2024 and just kick the living shit out of him. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, upcoming elections these next few years. This, this whole situation, Bill, has spiraled out of control rather quickly. I mean, people want us to wear masks everywhere. But, and it's either – it's one thing or another. You can either not go places – or you can go places with masks, but now there's this combination. You're not allowed to go to the beach, but you can go to a place like like Walmart. And and you, you know, I know you have your opinions well, of Walmart. Well, you gotta wear a mask in Walmart because the people that go in that place haven't wiped their ass in four days. They're walking up and down the aisles. They're dirtying everything up. These people are despicable human beings that go in Walmart that shop there. Okay, I will not go into Walmart. I'll go into Target. It's a little cleaner. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will not go into Walmart. And the other reason that Walmart is open is because I believe the daughter of Sam Walton, who who owned Walmart, is a big big contributor to the anti-Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Of course she's going to get to stay open. She's going to get to make her money because it's a absolute democratic conspiracy to overthrow the country and to make Trump look bad and get their their uh, walking brain dead candidate Joe Biden in office who by the way let's just say for the sake of argument because it's not going to happen if he wins he's going to have his vice president become the president because he will step aside he will have to the man is a complete zero He's got Alzheimer. He's got dementia. You can look at him. He, the lights are on. He is nowhere close to being home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess uh, <laughs> that 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 could. I don't know where that would go. <laughs> and let's just hope to God, two things. Let's just hope that a he doesn't win, and b he doesn't choose Hillary Clinton to be his running mate, because then by hook and crook she would become president. She can't get it on her own, but she would somehow weasel in there and that's the way how, how she would do it by uh living off a, a uh, soon-to-be dead man in biden because he's brain dead and he's you know he's just he's just a big tub of goo he can't think he can't talk i'd love to see him i, I would i can't wait until there is a debate between him and trump <laughs> yeah sure uh you know i think people we, we spoke on this last week but I think people really are at a breaking point. They're tired of the policies that that have not really done a whole lot. I think other people would argue that, that yeah, they, they've they've helped flatten the curve or whatever you want to call it. But how come there's no talk about these states that have opened up already and that are that are doing good things? They're, they're seeing progress. You know, Florida, Georgia, Texas. They're they they are they're behind, they're 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 done with this. They want to move forward. And they're not getting enough. The states that are open are not getting enough, uh, you know, support. They're not getting enough news, of course, because the news wants to focus on all the negative. Well, the news is is anti-Trump, anti-good uh, news, anti-news that is productive. They want to report all the negative, which is death and debauchery from this COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um. The, and I'll say this, the folks that are dying now, okay, L.A. Today had, I think, uh, 72 deaths. Well, unfortunately, these are the folks that have been 
laying there with this disease and they just can't beat it and they're finally succumbing to it. They're older, they have underlying conditions and like any flu, it's taken them and they're gone. God bless them, they're gone and that's horrible. But it's not the death plague, it's not the black plague that everybody had predicted. And um, it's not and it won't be. And we need to move on with life. We need to get our stores open, get our businesses open. Um, this is what a socialist republic dreams of. being Having them control you by food handouts, by money handout, handouts. You know, this is what... Uh, socialist countries do and they're turning they're using this this COVID-19 as their way to do this and it's sad it's very very sad they're programming us to be minions under their control mm -hmm. and we as we as Americans need to rise up and say fuck you <laughs> well we, we've already seen some of that I mean some of the the protests that are going on they're continuing to get bigger especially down in Orange County and places like that you know, Bill, I, I sat around this weekend and I, and I said, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going to look at some numbers. And, and I started to, you, anybody could do it, look it up. I looked up the population of L.A. County, which is one of the most populated counties in America. 10 million people, 10 million plus, and these are rough numbers, right? 10 million people, yes, there are 33,000 cases, but out of 10 million people. And of those 33,000 there are death rate, uh, there's been 1,600 deaths. 1,600 deaths out of 10 million people. That's actually on the higher side of this death toll rate. It's around 4%, I think, if you run the numbers. But overall, this death rate we're looking at across the country, I mean, we're scared of something that is is 1% death rate, basically. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I, I know there's people on TV who pretend to be doctors, and they're not doctors either. But it seems like all the information and evidence we're getting is so skewed one way or another. I know you're a big fan of uh, Dr. Ferrero. Was, was that well, right? No, it's, it's the skeletal, skeletor uh, Barbara Ferrer. I'm going to call her a doctor because she's not a fucking doctor. She's a social worker. She's got a doctorate in social work. Okay, and she's the one that gets up there day in and day out and is the spokesman for L.A. County. And she's the one dictating when I can go out and where when I can if I lived in L.A. County, which I don't thank God. I live in San Bernardino County, which has some 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 people that know what the fuck they're doing, unlike her. You know, but if I lived in L.A. County, which I used to, I would be incensed. She a social worker. Now, I'm not bagging on social workers. Okay, at all. They have a place. They, they're great. She's, she makes $500,000 a year, $500,000, half a million dollars a year, and she can't even prescribe an aspirin. I can go to the pharmacy, and I got, I got just as much juice as she does in there, <laughs> and, and you're telling me that I'm supposed to listen to her on when I'm supposed to wear a mask, when I can reopen my business, when I can go to the beach and sit in a chair? I call bullshit. Mm -hmm. What the fuck does she know? She knows nothing. And, if she, and, 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 and she says, well, she gets a lot of input from her board of supervisors. Okay, Hilda Solis. Here's a bored housewife one day that decides she wants to get some attention from her husband. She runs for board of, county board of supervisors and somehow wins. And then you got Catherine Barger, who has to be a relative of Sonny Barger, Barger the old Hell's Angel uh, president. 
because they both sound like they, they, they smoke about 25,000 cigarettes before they talk. In fact, he, the poor guy, he's sitting in prison somewhere, you know, using a stoma in his throat because he can't, because he, he smoked too many cigarettes. Well, I think she's not far behind because if you listen to her talk, she, she's she got so much tar and nicotine laden in her throat that you can't understand her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's got about as much uh, right getting up and telling me when I can go here and go there as, uh, you know, Joe Shit the Ragman or Bozo the Clown or both. It's ridiculous. Who are these people? Who are these people? They're not experts. They're not experts. They think they know, but they don't know, and they never will. <laughs> I think a lot of people, like, just get up there, and I, I told you, Bill, I can't stand the news. I-, I see it on. I walk right by it. I'm just tired of... The media is stirring this up. You never see anything positive. Even though things are positive that are happening, you never see like you've talked about before. Uh, all you see is COVID deaths. You don't see, okay, how much? there's never a comparison to the flu. Like that's never there. The flu kills a lot of people and that's never posted side by side. You never see comparisons that make sense. All you see is, uh, you know, they're, oh, the death toll is climbing. Well, well any, of course, there's not gonna, it's not going to go backwards. Unless, of course, which I saw this weekend, you're the state of Colorado. State of Colorado, they went out and said, yeah, we, we miscounted. We've reduced our deaths counts uh, from COVID-19 because uh, it, we had it way higher than it was. And we're talking hundreds of death count that, that they mistakenly, or I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but they put it out there that these were COVID deaths. And at least they went on record to say they made a mistake and are now reducing those those numbers. But that's still ridiculous. How does that happen? That's incredible. Well, they, they somebody went in and did an audit on the numbers, and they figured out that not all these people can be dying of this. And mm-hmm. like you, I've asked for the last five weeks I've been on this show, can someone tell me a breakdown between the regular flu, COVID, a stroke, a heart attack, pneumonia, um, COPD. I mean, my God, everybody that can't breathe, and believe me, when you die, you can't breathe, <laughs> is dying of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, 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 the numbers are skewed. There's no doubt in my mind. Because when they predicted all these deaths, and all these deaths haven't come, the models were, were completely over overshot and overblown. They somehow have to inflate their numbers to justify them destroying our economy mm-hmm. to the point where we're back in the depression era which is unconscionable and these people trust me trust me they will pay the price for it they may not go to jail like they should they may not uh, you know be harmed financially but these sons of bitches will not win re-election I guarantee it it's uh it's really sad that a local businessman cannot operate their business it is it's the the backbone of the economy and you got people out there who are being arrested for opening their business because they have no other choice i mean the story about the lady opening her hair salon but what happened to her i mean it's just it's stuff like that it's like what are we doing you hear certain governors and mayors talk about oh we're going to cut the the power off of your uh, restaurant or your establishment or we're going to cut the water that's very tyrannical to me i mean that's and you can make an argument and say anything you want about you know uh, something in the name of public safety or some fancy word, but but you know what? It's completely out of line in my opinion, and I know you feel similarly. 
Well, yeah. I mean, this whole cut your power and cut your water, you know, was, was authored by the girly man mayor in Los Angeles, uh, Eric Garcetti, who can't figure out what he is, if he's a man, woman, child. I have no idea. He talks like a complete buffoon. He is an, he's a complete, uh, he's a poor excuse of a mayor. He's a poor excuse of a, of a, of a, of a elected official. I mean, you know, I mean, look, look back to his old man. His old man set the standard by fucking up the OJ case. Okay. <laughs> you know, how could you screw that up? But he did. And now his son following in his dad's footsteps is screwing up the, the, it's one thing to screw up a, a murder trial, unfortunately. And it's another thing to screw up a city. Uh, and, and, you know, between the two of them, they've done a bang up job. And, uh, I mean, whoever there, whoever is, you know, they should, whoever's with them should be completely embarrassed to be associated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're both just a couple of complete ass clowns. And, um, again, he'll get, he won't get reelected. He will not get reelected. You know, complete, a complete joke. You listen to him talk. He, I don't know. I don't know where he's getting his information from. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's up to him, the whole city of Los Angeles will be shut down forever. You know, he, he's, he's, I could go on and on and on, <laughs> and we need to get on to some, some more productive uh, areas. Yeah. So, by all means, let's do it. <laughs> oh, man, definitely. Well, Bill, every week is a, is an adventure with you. I know every every couple days leading up to the show, I talk to you, and you're usually fired up about something, and you're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear so and so a new one this week." You get all jazzed up and all excited, and and I'm happy because you you look at you you say some things I think that maybe people don't want to hear, but you say some things that people wish they could say but don't also. And I know recently you you've made a few friends uh, from some of the. Listeners, I know Steve Almond really, really likes your your segment every week. He reached out to you, didn't he? Steve did, and I can't wait to drink some whiskey with him <laughs> when we get down to California. You know, when the when the borders open and we're we're free to travel like the the Americans that we are. I can't wait to 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 you know drink a little whiskey and we can tell some tell some stories and you know be good good uh, strong Americans and and make. Uh, make our living arrangements better. Yep. Um, I'm very happy. I mean, you know, I have one fan at least. <laughs> and, and to those that, that don't like me, you know what? It's like, if you're afraid to leave your house, don't leave your house. If you're afraid, if you don't like me, you don't want to listen to me, turn the fucking thing off. I'm fine with that. What a concept. Okay? I haven't, you know, not everybody in the world has, has, has grown to like me. Okay. Believe it or not, there's been one or two people that don't really like me. And I, I, I can live with that. <laughs> Yes, indeed. And people know, they're well aware that Bill Barnes is here every single Wednesday. You're our only weekly guest, Bill. And when I started bringing people on, uh, you know, you were among the first I, I contacted. Uh, you were excited about it. You, you, you were like, hey, we got to spice your show up a little bit. You had a lot to get off your chest. And I, I knew, you know, getting people on would be kind of a chore at times. But with you, I knew that you know, uh, you were you would be willing to come on every week, and I really appreciate that because it, it is a fun segment in the middle of the week. Well, it is. I you know I, I read the internet, I read I read the news, I watch the news, I try to stomach it as best I can in all areas: sports, uh, politics, current events. I try to stay on top of things, and I try to take a common sense approach that makes sense because so much in life now doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the era, era where if it's not broke, don't fix it. 
If it's broken, let's just fix it enough to make it work. Let's not try to make it a superhero or anything. And so many t times people overthink things and they want to do, they want to reinvent the fucking wheel. Well, there's only way, you, there's only one way you can make a wheel and it's round. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just don't need to touch something. Just let it be. And um, with that said, we need to take a couple steps back on this whole thing and reassess who the bad guys are. And that be rest assured, that old woman, that old mangy, rotten woman that lives down the street named Karma will come back and bite them right in the ass. And I'm waiting for it. I mean, it happened to uh, a couple of Democratic seats here in California that have become red now. I want Karma to completely, completely disintegrate Adam Schiff, Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, the list goes on. These are bad, bad, evil people. She called our President Donald Trump morbidly obese today. I've seen morbidly obese. Now, he could stand to lose a few pounds. He is not morbidly obese. She's a complete lunatic, whack job. She's got mental issues, just like the President said today. She's a nut, and she is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> First couple of weeks I brought you on, I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about, but we didn't know that this was going to extend as long as it has, and there's been plenty of content to discuss, ranging from, uh, you know, politics to, to the safety measures and this and that. This was something I saw that was, that, that shows how far we have fallen. I saw that there, the Boy Scouts were not going to be allowed to place American flags at graves in honor of Memorial Day. And, 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 you know, to me, that that is completely over the top. I mean, you can't put a small flag in a ground because it's unsafe. Like, that's, what are we doing? That That is, no, I don't care where you stand and you want safety and you think this virus is, uh, you know, very deadly and, okay, whatever. But you're going to take something like that and, and take it away from, from kids and from Americans. Like, that. that's just... We're falling too far right now. Yes, that's just another example of the uh, democratic decision-making that is destroying our state, our country, and it's making us a laughing stock of uh, the world. And it's completely unacceptable. I'd like to know, who made that decision? That's who a, made that decision? It's a good question. I want to know. Mm -hmm. I want to know who made that decision because I think that's just completely unconscionable that you would disallow Boy Scouts to walk an open area, a, a cemetery, and put flags on veterans' graves. How despicable is that? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's having a, a, a way bigger agenda. Than... That is mean-spirited and completely unacceptable. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And, and, and Bill, you know, I always, <laughs> I always appreciate your energy. It's really fun doing this in person. Uh, you know, you, you came in the studio and you're looking around. And, and again, for those listening, we call it a studio. But we, we actually did some cleaning today. We, uh, we we cleaned up the desks a little bit. We we got our war board with all of our future guests up there. And, and Bill, who are a few people? Uh, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot here. But who are, who are some people maybe you'd like to have uh, come on the show sometime? Any, any thoughts to what, who would be a potential guest or, or, you know, just a couple maybe? Well, you know, I thought about that the other day, and um, 
You know, there's a couple of guys. One of you know, I mean, there's several, but I'm not sure that they're, they're who they work for would allow them to yeah. to be themselves. Yeah. They would have to come on and, and spew the company motto <laughs> and be good company men. And for that reason, uh, I don't want to put them in that kind of spot. Understood. Um, yeah. You know, there's some. I mean, I would love, love to have our pal Jerry Aldini. Yeah. Sit where I'm at. In the studio with you, with a bottle with a, with a glass of Jack and, and water, and unleash his his rhetoric on some of these folks, and uh, he would be the ultimate uh, guest in my opinion. We've talked to him. We've tried. One of these days, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> you know, I'm looking at your at your at your potentials up here, and you got some good folks. I'm not going to mention their names, but but there's some. Really good, interesting uh, folks up there. Um, I'm gonna. I, I think uh, in the sports world, um, I you know I, I would love to. You know, I know a few retired uh, ball players that might want to you know do this, but they'd have to have somebody would have to show them how to to work the the phone to get on the thing. You know, but you know, there's a few people that that. I think would be very interesting um, that I know and that I kind of grew up with and, and perhaps uh, if I reached out to them, they would do it. Um, you, you know who I would like to have on here is I would love to get a, a baseball player. I think I know, you know who, who I'm talking about that uh, we, we worked in the American Association that, that, that has been in touch with you a little bit, but I'd love to get him on here and talk to both of us uh, from a player perspective about umpiring specifically uh what he thought of you and i as umpires uh you know when we had him a if couple it's the years. guy from san diego yes he loved us <laughs> and he wouldn't bullshit me okay <laughs> because i've talked to him a few times i mean i knew the kid since he was in high school yeah okay and he knew that we knew the game and that we knew that this wasn't that we weren't going into professional baseball with a high school strike zone <laughs> all right like a lot of guys unfortunately did and he respected that, and yep. he knew, he knew, when he was out, he was out, safe, he was safe, and when you missed a pitch on him, you know, you, he would he would be respectful, he may not agree with it, but he's not going to jump to, to to scream and yell, because he knows 99% of the time you're going to get your shit right, Yeah. and um, here's the bottom line, with probably 90% of the guys, if you're respectful to them, mm -hmm. firm but fair, firm but fair, and respectful, they're going to be respectful back. Okay, you 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 know, there's there's a few guys. No matter how much you try to be respectful, they're going to try to shove it up your ass every time. Mm -hmm. And there's those those whether it be in baseball or in real estate or in any business you're in, there's always those kind of people. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, Josh would be a great uh, a great guy to have on. I, I think he would come on on. Hey, speak freely. No, you know, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll yeah. <laughs> just do yeah. your thing. And I don't want to be uh, sucked up to. I want to know. I want to mm -hmm. know. Hey, Josh, remember that time I struck you out and yeah. you yelled at me? Like, anything. Like, it, mm -hmm. it, I think it would be fun. And give him an opportunity even to talk about uh, maybe some other empires in that league. I don't I know. Would love to, <laughs> I, hey, I would love to get a couple. I mean, I think if, if I could get him, you know, before he's had, you know, uh, too many cervezas, I'd love to get um, an old manager that – that I had in the Golden League, who was quite a character, uh -huh. a guy by the name of Tim Johnson, uh -huh. TJ, 
would fill the airways. He would be very, very, very. He'd be a great former LA Dodger, former Toronto Blue Jay. Um, he would be a really good guy to have on. We'd have to track him down. I think he's living in Mexico someplace, <laughs> but we'd have to track him down and you know, and get him you know get get him a shower and shave and get him on here. Um, but no, there's I mean, independent baseball. You see all kinds of of people. You see folks that are just hanging on, probably you know like the Uncle Ricos, you know living on their past one year legacy, who are still trying to make it. You see really good guys that are trying to you know get back into affiliated baseball um but then again you see some folks that are just up there to have a good time and i saw all those and because we were in these one horse towns you would see them after games before games you'd see them in the in the hallways you'd see them in the hotels and and just being a human being you would you know cordially talk to them a little bit because the last thing you want to do is 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 be an asshole to them Mm -hmm. when you off the field You, you know you're you're professional you're you're courteous to them and it's a business they know it because at that level they've been in pro ball and they know the they know the the drill and 99 times out of 100 they're pretty decent guys <laughs> yeah they've been there done that for sure and and you worked the golden league and then after you know retiring from uh, police work you ended up working the american association we've discussed this with with me and, and mike and you know you worked uh, two years there mm-hmm. um you know they were supposed to open up here a couple of days ago, and obviously they're not. But what what are some? I guess what would you tell me? You work two. I only work one independent league, and it was American Association. But what can you tell me? I mean, was it kind of the same working in two different leagues like that? Or the American Association was much more professional, much more in line with uh, being very organized. Um, I remember in the in the Golden League. We were in um, St. George, Utah one night, and we went to our locker room, and there were no, you know, usually we had to rub, the, rub up the baseballs, put mud on them, rub them up. Well, they had no baseballs. And the owner there was a complete goof, a complete brain-dead guy who I, I have no idea how he became the owner. He said he ran out of baseballs, so we didn't have any baseballs to start the game. So the manager at the time, Daryl Evans, the same Daryl Evans that played for the Giants and the Braves and, you know, a pretty good ball player in his own right, was the manager. He had to go scrape up some batting practice balls, and we used those things. And then the other team um, filed a protest because we didn't have clean baseballs. And so we granted the protest. We played anyway. The other team beat them, so the protest went away. But stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, it was it was ridiculous. There was one time... In Fullerton, we had a day game, and it was it was one of these kids' days where they let out kindergarten and first grade and second grade, and they packed the stadium with kids. And um, we hadn't been paid yet. And our boss at the time came down, and he says, you guys aren't working. He goes, we're going to show them that unless we get paid, we're not working. Now, when you say we haven't been paid, are you talking... Uh, a couple days? Are you talking a month of, of we were game two fees? Weeks, two weeks past our pay period. Okay. And we hadn't been paid. Interesting. And he was going to make a point that yeah. we were going to get paid <laughs> and that these checks were going to be sent um, FedExed overnight to our houses, blah, blah, blah. And uh, God bless him, Gary Templeton was the manager of Chico that year. 
and he their locker room was right next to ours and you know Gary you know he'd been he's a big leaguer he goes you know in his in his southern draw he goes man I don't blame you guys at all you ain't getting paid we ain't playing I'm with you <laughs> and shit we had that we had the team behind us we had everybody behind us and you know it was great so about after about a 30 minute delay the league president assured our, our uh, boss that checks would be in the mail and we got him maybe two days later and we ended up uh, finishing that season. I mean, it was always a real adventure because when we were going on a road trip, we, we didn't have our plane tickets till probably the night before. If I had a 7 o'clock pl- flight out of LAX to go to Edmonton, I didn't have my, my tickets sent to me until probably 9 o'clock that night before. Okay. So it was always a big question mark whether I was even going to go or not. And uh, so it was kind of run... You know, it was by the seat of the pants. Yeah. Very unprofessional. However, the American Association, you know, obviously we didn't fly anywhere. You know, we drove, so we were on our own there. But, you know, it was a very, very fun, uh, interesting experience. Both those leagues were. Um, you know, I've, I've seen places in Canada, United States, that I would probably never see unless I, you know, attributed it to baseball. Both in working professional baseball and when I've done college baseball, both. So to that, I... I'm very grateful. Without that, I wouldn't have seen those places, traveled, met people that I like, some people that I didn't like. So it's been a, it was a great run. Yeah, <laughs> we we've definitely traveled a bit and had some fun. I I still to this day I've told you many times on the podcast those those thirty days that one month uh, August in uh, 2017, the year of our Lord, <laughs> will will forever be my favorite time in baseball. Just you, me, and Mike Jarbo. Uh, you know, finishing out the the season in the American Association, and it's just a great time. Uh, you, you can't trade. Uh, a lot of people I talk to on this podcast, we talk about the memories that you you never lose. They're always there. Uh, people can't take that from you. You can spend the money you make. You can, you know, uh, go maybe not work any more baseball, but the memories and the friendships you make is just <laughs> those never go away. So I I, I miss it. I miss. The fact that we didn't get to work this season, we only worked about a month, uh, and you know, I know you came back after potentially retiring last year, and you probably could not have expected anything like this. The fact that we would work one month and then be canceled, basically. No, if if I thought that that, that my season would would be ended early, it would be taking a line drive up the middle, and I can't get out of the way, and it hits me right in the face and blows up my mouth or something. Yeah. That would be my luck, okay? Not this widespread, you know, uh, pandemic that allegedly occurred. So anyway, that, it is what it is. I will say this. I will say this. And I'm going to announce this, like, to all <clears throat> five listeners. I will not. I will not umpire again. This whole thing has showed me that uh, it's time to go. It's time to retire. I packed up all my stuff the other day. Put it in a in a in some uh, plastic tubs. Put it in a in a, in a uh, closet. I'm done. If baseball returns next year, with that, which I'm sure it will be, I I really firmly believe it'll be on a smaller scale. Uh, instead of four man crews, it'll be three man crews. Smaller schedules. <clears throat> I will be 61 years old at that time. It's time that I step aside and let some younger guys, guys that need the money, that have been out of work work okay 
I'm not, I've never been one of these guys that has been selfish. Now, I will say this, and I'm not going to call guys out by name, but there are guys out there that I know personally that should do the same thing I have. And they should have probably done it years ago <laughs> because the game has passed them by. The game has not passed me by yet. It's close. I would rather go out two years too soon than two years too late. There are guys out on the field, and, and, and shame on them if they stay because they're five, the, the, the game has passed them by five years ago. And they need to get off the field, quit being selfish, and let some of these younger guys get what they deserve. Especially when schedules will be smaller and the amount of umpires will be smaller. So with that said, who cares? Don't throw me a party. I don't care. I just wanted to get that off my chest and officially say, no moss. And now I'm, un- I, I don't, I'm unhinged about what I can say on this show. And I don't have any, any, any uh, problems speaking my mind because... Nothing can dangle in front of me. I'm not, you know, basically uh, chained to the man anymore. So if I say something nasty, somebody s- sends it to one of my bosses and say, this fucking Bill Barnes is out of control. And they call me and say, oh, Bill, uh, heard you on your podcast. And you went after so-and-so a little hard. Well, guess what? I can now. <laughs> okay? Because I- I'm not, I-, I'm not, I don't belong to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. So if I want to make a run at somebody, I will. And nothing can stop me. So, with that said, who do you want to slam now? <laughs> well, I might run out of ink here. I don't know. Uh, well, Bill, I believe you. I really do. I am done. I believe you. Done, done, done. But I will officially believe it when we have week one next year and you're week not on one, the field. Week one, I will be sipping my ties somewhere. <laughs> well, I won't be because it'll be February. It'll be freezing. It'll be snowing somewhere. But no, I will not. I'm done. I am absolutely done. And uh, I know there's a lot of guys out there probably, you know, it's New Year's Eve <laughs> hearing this and I'm done, you know, having a good time with it. But no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut it down and um, for the reasons I said. Now, if, if it was guaranteed that things were going to be the same, you know, games for everybody and the same old thing, I'd probably give it another shot. But, but it's not. It's going to be condensed. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that selfish guy that says, where's mine? I've had mine. Time to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, Besides that, my back hurts when I get up in the morning. Okay? <laughs> you know, you, when you get older, shit, shit starts hurting. You mean, you mean 30 years of police work and 30 years or whatever of baseball umpiring is, is taxing on the body? I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Something is. You know, um, I don't know. But uh, I'll be, I'm, I'm happy with that decision. Okay. I know I've done it. I've said it before, but trust me, I mean it. And if, if Donald Trump himself called me and, and <laughs> urged me to, to change my mind, I would, I would politely refuse him. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Well, uh, okay. Well, with that said, I heard a rumor about you recently uh, through one of our recordings that I've been doing with a guest. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked, and he, I said, there's no way. And he goes, no, 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 it's, it's going to happen, Bill said. And I'm thinking, you know, man, gullible with some – people are so gullible sometimes. So what I heard from a guest, you know who he is. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. Dave Gimby is 100% wrong. <laughs> I am not going to officiate girls' high school basketball, okay? There is no way that is happening. Just because he sent me the application – does not infer or mean that I am going to accept 
<laughs> that invitation to officiate girls basketball. Not that it's a bad deal. It's just that, no, I know nothing about basketball. Okay. I don't want to put myself in that kind of position. I would rather go and, um, you know, pick, uh, pick oranges out of a tree than officiate high school ba- uh, girls basketball. My officiating days, whether it be a pin the tail on a donkey game at a, at, a, at, a, at a kid's party or anything else, is done. I am done. Oh, man. Done. I don't want the headaches anymore, the stress. I had my run. I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, if, if that said, Bill, then, then the last time we had, I posted the picture last week. I, I think you had a way better picture this week for your, uh, to promote your episode. But the, the picture I posted last week was the last time you and I worked together. It was at BYU. And I was on the crew with you, and, and you had the final plate job of the series. And I happened to have a series where we were working four-man where I didn't have to uh, work the plate. And we're working that final game, and you uh, took quite a shot to... It was very odd. Hit, hit ricocheted around your mask, hit you in the neck, hit you in the head... And knocked you out of the game, and I had to. You left the game. You got all. You you got. You must have gotten some uh, medical attention that Scottie Pippen would have been jealous of in Game Six of the '98 NBA Finals. Uh, <laughs> I, will t- I will tell you this. I will tell you this. <clears throat> it was a freak situation. I looked up at the at the scoreboard. We're in the top of the second inning, and we've been playing an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this is going to be one long shitty day. Because the pitching was all over the place. And I think the next pitch uh, ricocheted off the catcher's arm and untouched, hit me under the mask in the jaw area. And two things went, came to my mind. A, this hurts. B, this is your ticket the fuck out. <laughs> okay? You've taken such a shot that if you make it look good... Uh, Matty Boy at third is going to rotate down. He's going to put the gear on, and he gets a taste of this shit, okay? And, you know, I said, sounds good. And so I laid there, and they came out and got me. They took me off. I got a couple of injections of ibuprofen that took the pain away, and uh, I was feeling great after about a half hour. And we were able to drive to the airport that night, fly home, and everybody lived happily ever after. I will say this. Very ironic. That happened a year probably just over a year ago and I woke up this morning and I'll be damned if my right jaw under my ear where that happened didn't start aching wow it hurts it hurt today so that reminded me of that <laughs> but anyway Matt we you know we've got listeners that don't give two shits I know, about I my know. career in fact I hope to God we haven't lost anybody <laughs> we need to get back to some some more substance and some more bashing of politicians which is what <laughs> I okay. came here for, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, now, it's not my show. I'm not trying to run things. But I can tell you right now, uh, one Jerry Aldini is probably going nuts right now at his desk listening to this, hearing one more story about me because, you know, he gets very, very angry and any type of, of personal uh, things I say about myself and yourself, he just can't stand it. So uh, we beat that. Well, ad nausea. You know, so let's he, move on. He tunes in every week, apparently, and uh, hey, it's a it's a one sided microphone. <laughs> anyway, well, Bill, yeah, you you speak freely. You you are here. 
Uh, we are face to face. You, you got uh, every opportunity to say whatever you'd like. Well, you know, I want to I want to change gears a little bit. Um, two things come to mind. Two gentlemen that we that one gentleman we both know who is just a fine fine baseball coach, mm -hmm. just a better better human being. Uh, Dennis Pugh passed a day or two ago. He was the head coach at Cal State San Marcos. He resurrected. He, Brought that program up when it was in when the school invented baseball, not invented it, but introduced baseball. Yeah, he was the coach there for many years, did many, many good things with that program. Uh, he passed a couple of days ago, I believe he was like in his 70s. Good man, mm -hmm. good man, fair man. I always enjoyed working his games. Um, I had the privilege to work the, the plate in his final game. It was, uh, it was a nice ceremony they had for him, and very nice, gracious man. And it was a privilege to have that opportunity to be there for that. I guess he, you know, I didn't know this, but I guess he was a hell of an over-the-line player. Every, <laughs> every year in San Diego, they had that over-the-line tournament. And I guess he, up until, you know, recently, he was still playing and, and, and playing over the line. And he had teams that would go and win that uh, the, the uh, division he was in. A really good, good athlete in his own right. And the other gentleman that passed a couple days ago was Ken Osmond. Mm -hmm. And Ken Osmond was better known as Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Beaver. For those of you that are as old as I am that can remember watching Leave it to Beaver, uh, Eddie was the, the smart-ass kid who was always, you know, uh, <clears throat> nice to your face and sticking a knife in your back. Uh, he went on, uh, he was, you know, he said, always said that he was typecast as the Hedy Haskell type. It was hard to get for him to get acting jobs after. So therefore, he went in and joined the LAPD and served from 1970 to, I believe, 1988 as a motor officer in the downtown area. Um, I met him back in 1984 at a uniform shop, a police uh, officer uniform shop in either Ontario or Montclair. I can't remember where it was. Nice, gracious, humble guy. Very nice man. Um, you know, we didn't have cell phones there. He didn't carry cameras with you at the time. Right, I got a picture with him. But uh, just a really nice guy. And I was sorry to see that he passed. And... Uh, Anyway, um, anyway. Did, didn't you say he got shot five times? He did. He was, in a, he was in a, a chase of a stolen taxi cab in the Rampart area of Los Angeles. Oh. The, the uh, taxi cab crashed. The, guy, the suspect fled on foot. Uh, him and his partner chased him, and they fired off a couple rounds. And, and then Ken evidently chased the guy. The guy was laying in wait, came out. They were face-to-face, -face, fired several rounds at him, hit him five times in the chest. He was wearing a vest, luckily. And one, three of the rounds didn't penetrate the vest. One of the rounds hit his badge, and the other hit his belt buckle. So they took the guy into custody. Um, his, his partner was out of bullets, out of rounds, and he was trying to shoot him, but he was, he was empty. Mm. And so they had, and Ken evidently was on the ground, stunned and dazed by this and couldn't do anything. So they... Uh, took him into custody, and I guess the guy was on parole for stabbing his girlfriend 27 times or something. And in um, today, but you know, today's standards, the guy would have never went to jail. He got a zero bail, and he'd have been out before the cop wrote the report. That's a whole other story that I could you know get going on. But anyway, that was the story with Ken, and and shortly after that, he retired on a on a medical pension, and um, did a couple more Leave It to Beaver shows, and and just kind of. Um, went on his way.
Wow. Well, well, two individuals that, yeah, we, we definitely uh, send our best to their families. And, hey, you know, life goes on. I mean, it, it sucks, Bill. People, we lose people uh, every day. And it's not always a COVID death. It's uh, it's just life, and life's short. We gotta we gotta enjoy it while it's in front of us. And uh, just privileged to chat with you every single Wednesday. Um, I know as soon as we as soon as we wrap things up, you'll already be uh, thinking about things to talk about next week. Uh, I gotta ask you a couple of sports questions just real quick. Um, the Last Dance finished out their final episodes, the ESPN documentary about the. Chicago Bulls, specifically the Michael Jordan years. What were your final thoughts on on the final episodes of The Last Dance? <clears throat> the Last Dance was a, a really good ten part uh, documentary on that the Chicago Bulls. One thing that stands out, it stood out from the beginning to the end, is that Michael Jordan was a competitor. Michael Jordan used every every aspect he could to draw uh, motivation to beat his opponent. If someone said a word to him he didn't like, he would just he just expounded on that, and that was his way to not only beat him but embarrass him. Um, and he that was his way of winning. Mm-hmm. And he he wanted the, the the maximum out of his teammates, and he knew how to he knew how to press their buttons. Um, you know, you had the perfect team ninety seven ninety eight with uh, Rodman. Uh, Scotty Pippen, those guys, and you had you know uh, Jackson, Phil leading the charge. Yeah, who who managed the locker room, who managed their personalities, who made them all gel together, and uh, it was just a, a good mix. And they played their asses off. They went out every night and competed because that's what Michael demanded in them. And um, it's too bad that they uh, disbanded after that. You know, and I think the owner obviously wanted Jackson to come back, but Phil had already made his mind because of the deterioration of the the relationship he had with the general manager that he was done. Yeah. And, you know, all good things do come to an end, and that came to an end, and they had their good run. Definitely. And, and man, it, it was so eye-opening, some of the, the things behind the scenes. Uh, you thought you knew the whole story. I had no idea Steve Kerr's father was killed when he was in college. Um, I didn't know Jordan had this great relationship with his security detail. I mean, I thought that was pretty special to see. Uh, and then when his when his main his main security guy even got sick, you know, he gave him the game ball, and he was like a father figure. That that whole relationship was was awesome to see. Michael was good to those that were good to him, and um, you know, Gus, his security guy was a former Chicago policeman, as were the rest of his crew. And uh, I have a friend who lives in L.A. now, and she lived in Chicago during all those, uh, during that era. She told me she went to every one of the Grant Park celebrations. She was one of the millions there. And, you know, she's probably one of the biggest Chicago sports fans I have uh, ever met. She follows, I mean, she she happens to be African-American, okay? Big deal, so what? It doesn't matter. But she likes to sit in the front row at a hockey at the Chicago Black Sox hockey game. Wow. Black Black, Black Hawks, Hawks. I mean <laughs> Black, Black Sox. Sox. No, 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 no. She didn't it's go not back that far. No, 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 no. Shoeless Joe left the building. Yeah. He did. Anyway, and she's just a an absolute Chicago sports freak. She loves the Cubs, White Sox, everybody. Yeah. And she was an absolute uh, fan of Michael Jordan's. 
and she lived next door to Gus, her mm. family. And she would see Michael over there visiting the family. And, um, you know, she would wave. And she knew not to go running over there and, mm-hmm. you know, act like an idiot. And that's just not the way she is now. Um, even though when she sees me, she takes off and runs towards me all the time. <laughs> not kidding. Um, <clears throat> you know, she's just a really nice, sweet person. And, and, and uh, her dad worked, was a Chicago cop. And worked with those guys, mm-hmm. and um, evidently they worked some, you know, some special details, and and were good, good family men, and uh, looked after their family. In fact, she told me that, you know, she, you know, her, she was a, a tomboy when she was growing up, and when the guy, boys in the neighborhood were too rough, Gus would come out and and, and <laughs> squirm away, and so anyway, so that's a little bit of insight on that. You know, she had some pictures of. Um, some parties and stuff that she was going to send me and she never did. So, Hey, send them to me, will you? Cause I know she, she listens every week. You know, awesome. We, we entertain her, you know, yeah. she's on lockdown. She, uh, you know, she's, she's on leave from her job and she has nothing else to do but listen to our rhetoric. And I know she, she's, she's entertained thoroughly. <laughs> nice lady. Very nice. Lady. Yes. You met her. I have met her. Okay. <laughs> it was great. I call her the V dog. The V <laughs> V dog. I know you're listening. Hope you're doing well. I'd always tell her, what What are you talking to Bill for? What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad she's listening. That's awesome. Uh, well, Bill, one last thing. Uh, you know, I can't talk to you uh, or, or anyone for that matter without bringing up my beloved Los Angeles Rams and their uh, their uniform release last week. What What are your thoughts on the Rams uniforms as a... Uh, as a as a Rams fan from the past, I, I despise them. They're, despi- they're I despise them. They're despicable. They look like a uh, a startup uniform for the for the Barcelona Dragons in some <laughs> French league. Okay, yeah. they looks like some catch me fuck me uniform that that a bunch of uh, uh, you know guys in a in a uh, semi pro league would wear. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. Stay with the traditional yeah. um, blue and white. Uh, with the blue and white helmets, with the complete ram horn. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't like. I don't like what they've done. Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to do this like rebranding, and I don't get it because you already have a brand in LA. Yes, it's it's older, but you have a history here. All you did was change stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> all you did. You don't need to change. You don't need to to do all these changes when you just change the stadiums. Stay with what got you there. I mean, this team was in the Super Bowl what two years ago. Dan- dance with who brought you, right? Dance with the lady that you came to the dance with, unless yeah. she unless she leaves you for another guy or goes home. Then <laughs> then you know then the, the dance floor is open and do what you want. But have some class, have a little pride and tradition in your program, and stay with what has worked for you. Yeah, I I think there may be they may be going back in, in at some point, but. It is what it is. We got to bear with them. Hey, it's a younger, hipper age, I guess. I but yeah, I guess. I miss. I, I like. I don't see how you can take away the logo, the horn, the full horn look that was the first ever logo on any any helmet ever. And and they're they want to change that up. And I'm like, oh, how many God. times have the Pittsburgh Steelers changed their uniforms? I don't know. How I, many times have the good traditional? How about the how about the even the when the when the Indianapolis Colts moved from Baltimore, they didn't change their uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You and, don't need to rebrand. You move from one part of LA to another. And, and and the Colts even, ironically, this year did some changes to their uniforms or something. 
but it's still the same concept. All these teams change a little bit, but they don't take away from the main the main logo and the main colors. I don't know. It, it, I figured you'd have an opinion on that. I don't like them. Yeah. Just wanted to end I don't it. like them, but who cares? No yeah. one cares what I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, 57 minutes of that, I guess, is right. enough, but I thought you we know, didn't. I, I'm curious what a guy like Petros Papadakis thinks. Oh, I got a great clip that I'll send you about it. I mean, what I mean, does Petros think? He doesn't like him either, does no. he? No. Good. You know what he hates? He hates the fact that the media and all these other people are saying, oh, they're basically shoving it down their throat saying, oh, you'll you'll, uh, you'll love them. They'll grow on you. He's like, I don't need to be told what I like. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't need to be told to stay home when I don't have to stay home. Uh, agreed. You know? Agreed. Last time I checked, I'm a 60-year-old American. If I want to step outside my door, get in my car... And, and take a drive and, and, and do this and do that, I think I have the right to do that. Yeah. I'll take my chances. I'll sign, I'll sign the waiver. <laughs> well, well, I'm really glad you, you jumped in the car, you took all the risks, and you came here tonight, Bill. It was a lot of fun, and hopefully we don't get in trouble. Well, I don't care. Go ahead and get us in trouble for, for meeting up and, and doing this uh, podcast. I defy <laughs> any person out there to come and write me a ticket for leaving my house and and I'm six feet away from Matt. You know we're 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 distancing, which just because we happen to be sitting that way. Not that I really give a shit that I am. I trust that he's not co- he's COVID negative. I'm COVID negative. The whole world almost is COVID negative now. Let's move on. Let's yeah. get this rocket. Let's get going. This is ridiculous. Couldn't have said it better myself, Bill. And uh, thank you for being here, literally and figuratively and physically. Um, we look forward to you next week. And like I said, I know it's not too far away for you to come out this way. Maybe, yeah, maybe we can do this a little more. I often. liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. And I feel like I'm a, a regular, you know, radio star being inside <laughs> this lavish studio here. It's fantastic. Yeah. We'll get some photos out on the uh, the social media platforms just to show kind of our, our fun conversation and get a get a taste of the studios here in Cassell, Cassell land. But, Bill. You're putting Eastvale, California on the map of, uh, you know, uh, Major broadcasting. That's right. That's right. Uh, one day and one day at a time, and and with you once a day, uh, every week, <laughs> weekly. So, Bill, thanks again. It was a lot of fun. Let's uh, do it again next week. Okie doke. See you soon. Another big thank you to Bill Barnes for chiming in today on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Look forward to talking to you next week. As always, love him or hate him, he's here with us every single Wednesday. Love the strong opinions and random thoughts. Bill Barnes, what a guy. Talk to you again next week, my friend. Thanks for chiming in. Well, that'll wrap up another episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. As always, you can follow us in many different platforms. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page, Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is gethomesafepodcast at yahoo.com. Once again, I want to mention the GoFundMe page for the Dave and Cenas family. Uh, if you can contribute, uh, that would be great. Uh, just any, anything you can do uh, would be wonderful. And, and I know some of you may have never met him or his family, but I can promise you he's, he's a great guy. His family's a great people. And uh, just want to you know, offer our condolences from the bottom of our hearts. So uh, check it out if you, if you so desire. 
Looking forward to Jacob Hauser tomorrow on the program and Gabe Perez on Friday, another full week. We got a lot of guests lined up already for next week and even the week after. Got behind on some of our interviews, but started to pile them up and and put them uh, aside so that we're ready to go for the next couple of weeks with our interviews. So that'll wrap up another episode. Looking forward to tomorrow. Thank you for joining us again every Monday through Friday. We get an episode out in the morning at some point. Keep an eye out on those social media platforms for all the information for our upcoming lineups, upcoming guests, just any information uh, that is necessary to continue to follow this podcast and contribute to it with your listenership. Really appreciate it. We are over 2,000 plays. I can't believe it. Uh, Our goal was 1,000. We hit that. Now we're well over 2,000. So thanks to everyone who is a a, a listener and a, a, a big part of this program. And no matter what you're doing, guys, whether you're out on the town or around at third base, get home safe.